0: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Brady Points. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. And this is the podcast where a guy with a film degree.
1: And a guy who knows how to work a DVD player.
0: Talk to you about movies.
1: This week, why don't you grab a bowl of chowder and head on down to Cape Cod. I'll, wait, is, is it Cape Cod? Is that the league?
0: Yeah, it's the Cape Cod Cape Cod League.
1: league. Yeah, and watch <laughs> some baseball with us and also learn what truly matters. Huh. In 2001's Summer Catch.
0: Alright everybody, welcome to the show. This week... <laughs> this week, our second film is a film that Nick chose. Nick, remind the listeners what
1: film this was. 2001 Summer Catch just Jessica Biel, Freddie Prince Jr., Matthew Lillard, Brittany Murphy, and other people trying to convince you that they're from the East Coast, especially the Northeast, with terrible, 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 terrible knockoff Boston accents.
0: Oh, I concur. I concur so much.
1: I swear to God, there's there's a scene where he says something about chowder in the movie, but at no point does someone go chowda. Like dude, it's if someone said chowder, like it would be the most East Coast thing ever.
0: Oh no, speaking, no, 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 no.
1: There's Speaking of speaking of the East Coast and Chowder, did I ever tell you about the most disgusting combination of foods I've ever heard of vendors yell that they were selling at a baseball game?
0: Uh no. What what was this?
1: This this was at Fenway Park in Boston. And I swear, I'm not making this up. The vendor walking around was selling New England style clam chowder and cotton candy. Ugh. Yeah.
0: Oh, oh my. Oh no. I don't, I don't, I don't like that at all. That, that sounds disgusting.
1: (laughs) It made it, that, the thought of it made me make a Matthew Lillard shaggy Scooby-Doo face.
0: Ugh. Oh man. I have a note about Scooby-Doo here in a little bit. But, yeah, uh, no, this is uh, this is Summer Catch. Uh, this film, uh, like Nick said, uh, is from 2001. And it was brought to us by director Michael Tallinn, who is most known for uh, surprisingly not that bad films, uh, including... Uh, and then this. Yeah. He directed uh, an episode of 30 for 30, Uh, the episode. Well, I was trying to pull it up here. Uh, Small Potatoes, who killed the USFL? That's
1: a good one. I don't know if you've seen that one. That is a very good one. I I
0: have not seen Small Potatoes, no. Um, But also, guess what else he directed? The first film that he directed after this movie in 2003. Who's, Who's in it? Cuba Gooding Jr.,
1: Uh, Snow Dogs. Radio! Oh. (laughs) I thought it was the one where he, like, inherits a relative Snow Dog team or something in Alaska.
0: No, no, if only. (laughs) Because that's way better than radio. Um.
1: (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) I saw that one in theaters, and I also saw it from, like, the third row because the group of people I went with when I was in elementary school wanted to sit there for some reason and it's a terrible movie, and it was a terrible angle, and it was a terrible crick in my neck.
0: Snow Dogs is a great movie. Calm down. No, 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 no. Are sorry. Are you serious? I, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I was conflating that with uh, Cool Runnings. My bad. I... Yeah, Cool
1: Runnings is a good movie. Snow Dogs is very much not a good movie.
0: No, my bad. I don't, I don't know how I conflated those two together, but I wasn't trying to. But uh...
1: Cultural appropriation.
0: <laughs> they wait. This film is written by Kevin Falls and uh, John Gatness. and like you were saying, the film stars Freddie Prince Jr., Jessica Biel, Matthew Lillard, Fred Ward, and Brian Dennehy. Uh, Nick, I know you technically picked this movie because I uh, I picked the other movie that we watched this week,
1: but I do I do want to say one thing real quick since I since we can't. Say that I picked it for, like, we already said why I picked it, because of how angry you were during the when you were watching it, like, two weeks ago. I do want to give credit. This movie was so fresh in my mind because of five guys flicking around. We have not really talked about it much on the show, but when we were getting started, they seemed to like, like, almost every single one of our Instagram posts. Um, And they did a month called uh, Matthew Lillard Month, where they reviewed, reviewed Matthew Lillard movies for the month of May. And this was one of the movies. So, Summer Catch was fresh in my mind, uh, even though I've mentioned it in July. It was fresh in my mind largely because of um, Five Guys Flicking Around. So, I do want to give them credit. They put it in the forefront of my mind when I mentioned it during that list, kind of off the cuff. And then you were like, I've never seen this. I will watch it. And then you texted me and you're like, I can't stand any of this. Yep. That's
0: – uh. <laughs> Uh, I, I will concur with you. I've listened to a handful of five guys flicking around. They are a really, really, really good podcast. Uh those guys are I listen to them
1: quite a bit, man. That's pretty funny.
0: Yeah, they're they are a great podcast. I, I concur. Uh, so thank you for helping somewhat inspire this episode. But uh <laughs> but yeah, not to completely steal the wind from your sails since you picked this, but uh like you said, when you mentioned it two weeks ago in our Brownie Bites uh episode or segment, the my immediate reaction was, "Oh my god! I have never heard of this. I have to watch this." And oh boy, this <laughs> this movie's <laughs> this, this movie's really, 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 r- really bad. Uh, and I just full disclosure: Inside Baseball. As we're taping this, I just finished this movie less than half an hour ago. Watching it a second time just for you, because I love you, brother. That's how dedicated I am to to this Brother. <laughs> and I got to say, it was only slightly better the second time watching it because I was just laughing the whole time and rolling my eyes and just like, <laughs> and I was just texting you the you whole time. You knew not
1: to expect any masterpiece of any sort.
0: Oh my God. This movie is trope on trope on trope. Like the gif of the guy just shooting dollar bills at a stripper, just trope on trope on trope on trope. This movie is so poorly written. The acting is so bad. Like, the one note that I have that is positive is that Jessica Biel is actually kind of good in this movie. But good God, she has nothing to work with. Like, we talked about it before two weeks ago where she was on 7th Heaven and kind of wanted to, to, to spread her wings. And just like, I'm not just the Christian good girl. I can be the bad girl too. And like I'm not
1: just the Christian good girl. I'm hot. Let me be hot. Yeah, like, I'm
0: hot stuff. I'm a 10. Like, I can be hot stuff in a 10 in a PG-13 romantic crappy comedy. Like, oh, my God. She has nothing to work with in this movie. Like, it's clear that she's trying to. I want to give her credit. She is trying in this movie. But, good God, this script is— What's funny is th-
1: I, don't, I don't think she's the only one trying, but I think she's the only one that, like— is kind of like, come on, guys, like let's take it seriously. It's a movie, and uh, the will people like, I'm trying, but hey, we're having a good time. It's fun.
0: Well, right, like the bros are just being bros, and like the baseball players are just like, oh yeah, well, I'm a baseball player, and like this is bleh,
1: bleh, bleh. like I. I'm Wilmer Valderrama, and society is not tired of me yet. This movie is
0: like how I talked about Dirty Dancing is like the kind of romantic movie that I like or I've mentioned it before a couple times once like there are romantic movies that for me personally work really 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 well when there's this is your
1: type of romantic comedy that you love please seek professional help for sustaining your relationships because this is very much (laughs) not a healthy relationship
0: dude okay I understand the audience that is okay with this kind of movie. I understand a market where this dumb movie can thrive and it can olds? exist. Sorry?
1: Are you saying dumb 17-year-olds?
0: Well not just no, not not just that. I <laughs> I can understand where a market like this exists, where you just kinda have it on in the background, you you know everything's gonna be okay. You like, know the faces better than their personalities, and you understand, like, you just want something familiar that makes you feel better because maybe in your real world you're going through a breakup, or you're having a rough time in life for whatever reason, or you need something on in the background while you and your significant other are enjoying some takeout from Olive Garden. Like, you just want something in the background that's equally romantic (laughs) to your situation. Like,
1: while you cover her in your clam (laughs) chowder. <laughs> i'm not proud of that one <laughs> what i'm getting at is i
0: understand where kind of fodder like this works and like the the kind of audience like the expectations might not be that high like i'm, I'm okay that came off really condescending but i for me as a cinema snob good lord i i just for a fun flight of fancy like just because you recommended it i i was just like oh well nick saw this like ah you know what i got a free night i'll not
1: recommend it i want to put i want to make that very clear i did not recommend it okay i said if you haven't if you haven't (laughs) seen it it's a train wreck and you will hate it
0: oh yeah okay recommend it is a strong word you mentioning it and i haven't and never I never heard of it before.
1: I, I acknowledge this movie's existence. That is it.
0: <laughs> okay, yes. You you mentioning this movie existed, and I never heard of it before. I was like, ah, oh, you know what? I got a free night. We're done taping for the night. I'll watch it. Okay, I'll finish my hot take with this. This movie sucks. And the fact that I, again, out of my love and respect for you and for this show, I watched it again. And... Outside of that, I don't ever want to watch this movie again unless we're watching it together just to laugh at it. But
1: otherwise, this would be a great commentary for me and you.
0: Oh, yeah, it would. I. Outside of that, though. God, dude, this movie. This is so not funny. This is so horribly written. Did Over- you just say
1: F this movie?
0: Yes, I'm going to censor. That's pretty
1: bad for you.
0: I'm going to censor myself. This movie is horrendous. The acting is top to down terrible except for Jessica Beale this screenplay is arguably one of the worst screenplays I've ever witnessed on the show I I I got nothing else positive to say about this movie this is just it's it's laughably bad in moments and cringeworthily bad in a many moments like there's a there's more than one scene I want to talk to you about how cringeworthy this movie is it is oh it is audaciously bad uh on our scale for ranking movies, where a contender for the best of the year, if not just a pretty great overall experience is a full pan of brownies with sprinkles icing all the fixings on top. Pretty good movie overall is a movie that gets a full pan of brownies. A so-so whatever 50/50 is a half pan of brownies. Pretty bad movie overall, maybe one or two good qualities, gets you a single brownie. A movie that is in the contention for worst movie that we've seen for the year is a movie so bad you don't even get a brownie you get a cookie full of raisins because it looks like a chocolate chip cookie and then when you bite into it you want to gag and throw up like we did while we were watching this movie like i did while i was watching summer catch i hate this movie (laughs) i man dude i you did give me a fair warning i'll give you that you
1: did but oh my god this movie is horrendous so we, we acknowledged uh, last week during the outro that during quarantine, um, we've tried to lift our spirits with the movies we pick. Um, and every once in a while, we have to subject ourselves to something bad. Um, little did we know how bad uh, uh, Eurovision would be. I knew. Oh how yes, bad this you movie you did
0: you did call it though. You called Eurovision being way worse than I did. I thought Eurovision was going to be at least watchable.
1: That thing is barely tolerable. Um, and this one, I remember when I pulled it up. I, I, so the way I did it was I went through Apple TV um, with Apple TV Plus. It was like a two dollar rental. Um, so I, I I paid the two bucks for this uh, through that, and that's how I streamed it, and. Man, I wanted my money back. Um, You paid, what, two (laughs) bucks for this movie? (laughs) I paid two bucks for... Here's the thing. I paid two bucks for this movie, and I paid two bucks for The Devil Inside. The Devil Inside was more worth the $2, because at least I got to keep the physical Blu-ray at the end. Um, Okay, fair point, fair point. This... This is one of the most Bizarre sports movies I've ever seen for the way it portrays the sport I, like yeah it's a, t- it's a terribly hokey written I was it's, gonna it's, say it's, what's it's, bizarre
0: about a movie that literally like there's nothing bizarre to me about this movie like the only thing that like this movie has going for it is like I swear this movie could not have taken two days to be written because every single moment
1: of this movie is a trope like so so uh here's what I'm going to do. I give this movie a cookie. There's no there's no reason to belabor that. To answer your question, so we both give this movie cookies. Oh yeah, um,
0: no. This is a, this is like a this is like a baker's dozen worth of cookies, dude. This is really 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 bad.
1: Yeah. Um so this had an 8% when I when I rented <laughs> it, like it showed 8% for rotten tomatoes and I was like, "You know what?" It's
0: kind of, that's hilarious. Yeah. It's a single digit <laughs>
1: I was like, you know what? Yeah, this, this is, this is, this is eight, but okay. So to answer your question about what's bizarre, there are so many times in this movie where they show Freddie Prince Jr. pitch and okay. I'm not saying it's impossible, especially at this level where the talent pool is so varied. Um, Cape Cod league is a real league. It is. And the reason that it's, okay, that was, that uh, was
0: one question I had for you. Was Cape Cod a real league or was this a placeholder for like an actual, like important league in the real world?
1: No, that's real. And the, the reason that it's so important is when you're in college, in college sports, because the NCAA is stupid. Um, you can't go pro in anything. Like it's almost impossible to earn money. When you're in college as a pro athlete, legally, uh, see Louisville and Ohio State and Miami. Well, and did that like every college that's ever won anything in any sport? But didn't didn't that overturn? Didn't
0: that overturn rule that happened last year affect you, baseball? You can too? make
1: money off your you can make money off your likeness. I was gonna I say think, that that affected some, all sports, states, right? I think. Okay, but um, it, you can't go pro, and also the college baseball. Uh, season is pretty similar to uh, like high school where you play a little bit after the school or you don't play after the school year ends unless you're in the playoffs and you go deep. So it's really hard um, to get reps and uh, have a place to live and practice and play and all that. And so these these uh, these teams basically are college all-star teams that uh, people go play in or on. And they go they go play for the summer, they get a bunch of reps, they get a bunch of playing time, things like that. But I'm not saying it's impossible to throw multiple shutouts, but with the ease that he throws like gets to the point where it's like, Hey, could have a shutout. He could have a shutout. <laughs> like with the ease that he gets to those moments is kind of weird. <laughs> Because a shutout is really hard to do. Like, you have to... A shutout's hard to do. A no-hitter's hard to do. And a perfect game is... Or a shutout's hard to do. A no-hitter's even harder to do. And a perfect game is, like, one of the hardest things to do outside of, like, an immaculate inning or an immaculate game, which means you basically throw one pitch per batter. Um, And in this movie, he's constantly on the verge of, like, a, a shutout. And, like, every start... And then he just blows it in the ninth inning and everyone gives him a hard time. Like, it's a college kid probably throwing 100 pitches in a time where he's transitioning to he probably really won't be throwing 100 pitches as a pro until maybe his third year. So why are you giving him a hard time? That's weird. Um, The bullpen consisting of only a closer is weird.
0: Well, the, the, like, the, the thing that I noticed was that, like, they called him Jekyll and Hyde. Like, in one game, he'd be fantastic. And then in the other game, he'd be terrible. And, at, and like, it's all plot contrivance. Like, whatever the plot needs him to be, like, all the ups and downs. Well, those, and, like, when when those, Jessica those Biel shows exist
1: up. Too. Those guys exist, too. Those guys do exist. Like, the Cardinals had one, um, Jaime Garcia. I never really liked the guy. But, um, yeah, Jaime Garcia was one of those guys where it's like, he could throw you a a perfect game, and then the next game in the first inning, he'll give up six runs. Good no, luck I'm figuring not out which ones guy's. Get.
0: I'm not disagreeing that those guys exist. I'm just saying, like for the sake of this movie, like it's all plot contrivance. Like whatever yeah. the plot needed him to be. Like if he was just like off his rocker because he's worried about his mom, or oh, when's the next time I'm gonna try to get in Jessica Beale's pants, or oh, when's well, my dad gonna bother me again because my dad <laughs> always wanted me to fail, just like. When all that was out of his mind, oh, word, he'd throw a great game. But then after that, he would just plunge right into the toilet like a giant turd. Like,
1: Well, the other thing I thought was funny, too, is um, they didn't have very complex signals. Uh, but I get you probably had to make it easy for the audience to understand what's going on. Uh, okay, dude, one the, is,
0: when it comes to sports movies, it doesn't matter what is on the field. Literally, you and like other like diehards are going to be the only people that notice which do not make up the the macro of like what the box office returns are going to be if it looks like a sport then that's all you need if it looks like the yeah. guys making a difficult throw that's all you need in terms of like a movie
1: <laughs> but but what i'm but what i'm getting at is they don't have very complex things but he always wants to throw a fastball he like never wants to throw a curve or a changeup and i love well that actually that became it a takes plot point though Yes, but here's the thing. He's a college pitcher who has chances of going pro. Not one person has told him, hey, mix in your curveball every once in a while because everyone can hit a mid-90s fastball when you're going to the minor leagues, but if you get people off their balance and guessing and they, get, and they don't know exactly what pitch is coming, it's a lot harder for them to hit. That's pitching 101 is, hey, how do you beat the batter? Make sure he doesn't know where the ball's doing or how it's going to behave. This guy is on the verge of going pro, and this is a profound moment for him when he actually is told, "Hey, vary your pitches, locations, and speed. You'll have a lot more success." No one told this kid that at any point. Again, for Joe Schmo, heard it at any point.
0: Again, for Joe Schmo, like me though, that doesn't know the nuances of baseball like you do. Like I just watch baseball games. It's just like, oh, he throw fast. That guy hit hard. Like,
1: (laughs) what it take? You have have the you have the six year old understanding of baseball.
0: I understand, like in terms of the writing. Again, like I'm not saying it's good writing, but like the lazy way this writer took the way to make the script. Of course, he's just gonna go to his instincts, and then when he has that confrontation with his brother outside the bar, and he's just like, "Uh, I want to be intimidating," and then the brother's just like, god,
1: and no, you gotta." This is the second movie where a young hotshot pitcher says the word "I want to be intimidating," (laughs) like uh, bull Durham. I want to announce my presence with authority.
0: Right, exactly. But it takes the one guy like Kevin Costner in Bull Durham and then the brother in this movie just like, nah, bro, you got to change up your strategy. You got to look hot. You got to look hard in this and then you just throw him off with of this pitch. Like you got to shake it up a little." And then it comes into his mind just like, "Oh. So that's how you're a good pitcher." So, like
1: <laughs> So one of one of the other things I thought was strange was the way Brewmaker responds to not having any hits for the first few games. He's and when I say few games, I literally mean few, as in two. He plays two games, doesn't get a hit, and he's like, that's it, I'm out of here. Like, when he breaks never, the bat in slow motion. <laughs> well, that's, that's a reference to uh, Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson uh, is really, really famous for breaking bats over his knee, but he also got mad after striking out, put the bat on top of his helmet, and just pulled straight down and snapped it in half.
0: This movie had the actual nuance to actually have references to real-life baseball events. I'm actually kind of surprised yeah. at that because of how well, otherwise, you, you
1: like... Do, you, you remember when I texted you, holy crap, that scout is Hank Aaron? Do you realize who Hank Aaron is?
0: Oh, no. I, well, yes, I know who Hank Aaron is, but I forgot you texted me that specific note. Uh,
1: that's For the, Sorry, I was drinking beer. For those of you that don't know, Hank Aaron is the guy who broke babe Ruth's all-time career home run record and did so um, at a time of extreme prejudice in the nation so a lot of people look to him as uh, also a uh, African- American um, what's the word uh, leader I guess would be the word icon um I, okay icons a better word um, was, he and the, then was he the scout Barry, that, and then,
0: <laughs> was he the scout when Rob McKinley was like oh my god he threw 95 no. He threw a 96.
1: Yeah, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> and he he was the home run king until Barry Bonds' roided up ass came in, and he was like, I'm going to hit my hundred feet.
0: I'm going to hit. <laughs> okay, nope, nope, never mind. Not going there. Not doing the joke I wanted to do. Never mind. That was
1: <laughs> good. Um, But so I find that funny. I also find it funny that <laughs> Brubaker catchers. This might be a more modern take because uh got Molina, Buster Posey, uh Pudroger, Um Buster Posey. A of, yeah, <laughs> a, a lot of modern catchers are uh actually ranked for more of what they do without the bat in their hand. How they handle the pitching staff, how they call them pitchers, how they how they call games. Right. Um how they work with the umpires to k- kind of keep not necessarily keep them on their side, but make sure that the umpires are being uh unbiased or favorable to them where they're not like mad at the pitcher or, or anyone else on the team like how Matthew Lillard, uh, they're Like also, how Matthew, they're also
0: sorry like how Matthew Lillard in this movie was just like no 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 he didn't say nothing it's all right
1: yeah exactly like uh they're supposed to defrost the tension between the pitcher and uh uh the umpire But they're also measured for their their pitch framing, their defense. Uh, They're measured for a lot of intangibles and other things besides the bat in their hand. And I just love how he's like, I've not got a hit in two games. That's it. I'm done. It's like uh, you get measured on pretty much everything else besides your hitting because we everyone knows your knees are terrible. Also, Brubaker runs really fast for a catcher. (laughs)
0: Does he see that's that's little nuances like that? Like, the only thing that I noticed was, like, again, that like that tropey, just like, oh, well, this guy can't hit nothing. And then after he sleeps with Dee Dee, played by uh Brittany Murphy, after he sleeps with Dee Dee and her magical beer, uh, dispensing thighs, she (laughs) she magically turns his uh batting average from zero to what 325? Like,
1: (laughs) uh, I think it was 295 at some point, but. One of the but things no, yeah, one, th- I just, one last thing, <laughs> that was, one last that was one thing of my I really want that... to criticize.
0: Oh, sorry, but one you thing saying? I
1: really want to criticize about the way they portray baseball in this movie too, is they show him catching every pitcher in the bullpen on the first day of practice in the squad. Like he's not playing catch. He's crouched down behind home plate catching pitches. Dude.
0: Can we talk about some of the,
1: the... So Oh, sorry, so finish your thought. I was gonna say there's multiple versions of fastballs like four seamer uh cutter two seamer split those and even even four seamers which are considered the flattest of of fastballs have some sort of movement depending on the way the pitcher throws it but by the way they move their arm and how it's delivered if they twist their hand if they put any extra force on it the ball the pitch moves if you're a catcher you're basically taught if you're doing what matthew lillard does you're always supposed to have a cage on your face and he's just like Crouching down, catching it with nothing on his head. That was the one time I lost it. At the movement. I was like, "Dude, no! You have you have a mask on your face in case you don't know the pitch location, you get crossed up, or you don't understand the movement, and you take one to the teeth."
0: Right. So that's. I mean, I. I mean, I kind of don't have anything to add to that necessarily, but I. I don't know. Do all catchers like to go? Kill- skinny dipping on the beach after drinking a a whole bottle of beer from a girl's thighs
1: (laughs) well he had a lot more that night um
0: (laughs) sorry there's just there's just so many things about the movie itself like that
1: are i have a hard time believing he's dumb enough to think you can really do much surfing on the east coast
0: oh you can uh, there's there there is i said much there is a small surf scene on the East coast, but definitely the East coast is way more for like buying your ritzy house. And then like you take a stroll on the beach or like in long Island where I used to live, there's fire Island and there's parties going out on fire Island. But like, no, it's not like an actual, no, it's not long beach, California or anywhere on the West coast. Like it's, or, or even Florida on the Southeast coast. Like it's definitely not known for its surf scene. Like, (laughs) The Northeast is definitely known more for uh, market value crab, which I have had, and market value crab is some of the best seafood I've ever had in my life. Um. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so spe- speaking of speaking of um, speaking of money on the East Coast, the uh, the family that Jessica Biel comes from could not be more old money if they tried. <laughs>
0: Oh, dude! It is so. Oh my stere- god! They might as well, they so stereotypical, they might as well be like, hmm. like northeastern. Like, if this family like came from Connecticut and then moved to Massachusetts, like that's the only thing that could have made them more stereotypical, like white this, old money. This
1: this family and love story. It's like the people made this movie, watched Titanic and went, "Wait a minute. What if we cut that runtime in half and we take away the boat and we just put baseball in its place?"
0: All that dad was missing was a monocle. Like, "Oh, well, you're going to marry Preston and you're going to go off to the West Coast and you're going the to s- procreate and continue our family s- linea- lineage." Like, like the, oh, see- come the on. scene where
1: he's reading, the scene where he's reading the paper t- uh, and like talking to Jessica Beale about the fire. Like, I'm not even kidding you. I was just waiting for him to, like, have the newspaper up in front of him and he'd be like, ha, 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 You were out to fire. You like, destroyed the
0: family name. Like, <laughs> he's so shocked that his
1: monocle falls and instead of smashing on the ground, it's caught on that, like, pocket, like, whatever the uh, chain is tucked into in his pocket and it just swings back and forth. He's like, I almost dropped my monocle.
0: Uh, could you guys park in the service lot instead of the main lot? Uh, sorry guys, I just don't want you defacing the face what? value of our property. <laughs>
1: what a prick move on his part saying that too. Like, could you park in the service driveway? I was like, how do you know you're a rich jerk? You have desi- multiple <laughs> designated driveways for things. <laughs> yeah. Most people in the world have a single driveway. <laughs> This jerk has multiple, at least two. We It could be more, but it's at least two.
0: That's how bottom tier I am. I don't even have my own parking lot. I still live in an apartment where I have a communal parking lot. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've got a driveway. Um, but, but I uh, just yeah, love... Oh, love...
0: uh, yeah, Dan, when you come visit me and my fiancé, can you park about a block away from my house, please? Thank you. <laughs> I,
1: I love... I love how when Freddie Prince Jr. first sees Jessica Beale, he just straight up murders that uh, thing of flowers, like that 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 uh, flower bed. Uh, I'm like, trope okay, alert, trope here's, alert. Okay, here's here's <laughs> the thing. I was like, so you've been mowing this guy's lawn for years, and this is the first time you've ever got a glimpse of his daughter, dude. Trope and then later, alert. later at the bar, later at the bar, I get it. She's very good looking, and it probably made a huge impact on him. Like, hey, hot girl lives here. Um, but he's like, Oh, I've been mowing your dad's lawn for years. You live at this address and blah, blah." like starts telling some personal stuff. I'm like, okay, you've had a long time to see this woman. Whoa, God, excuse me. Um, you've had a long <laughs> time to see this woman and you're just now, and you act like when you saw her at the beginning of the movie, you'd never seen her before. And then now you're acting like you've seen her a bunch of times at her house. Which one is it? Freddie Prince jr's penis.
0: Oh my God. Oh my God. Daughter is so pretty. Can't control mower anymore. Hit the hit the bird feeder. Like, oh my god! He
1: went to the left because he it <laughs> to the left. <laughs> <laughs> yanks the steering wheel. Um. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> that's
0: that's just one of the. Again, this movie, every single moment in this movie is contrived from a trope. He sees the hot girl in the pool and he runs over the flower bed. He can't perform well until she motivates him. His dad is a drunk, but the dad means well. So, I resent you because you drove mom to die for God knows why. There's not actually a resolution as to why the mom dies. But then when he gets Harpoon. down But then when he gets down in the dumps, his best
1: friend, "We've been here for every single game, man." And Jesus Christ, dude, his friends are such stoners and they are never like shown to smoke weed. Dude, his one of his
0: best friends is a miniature, like a Funko Pop figure version of Seth Rogen. Like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) he's got a helium Seth Rogen laugh. He's like,
0: (laughs) dude, I wish. Like, and then or or backtracking a little bit, every time they're in the bar, like a bar fight breaks out. And, uh,
1: dude, the bar fight between like the hotshot pitcher, which by the way, that guy's an idiot. I want two million or two and a half million dollars. What the Dodgers are for you, they offered me two.
0: In two they thousand and you one money, by the way. In two thousand two, and one money, thousand, that's not
1: bad. In two thousand and one money, as a amateur ball player, you turned down a contract because it was off by half a million, but you're still getting eighty percent of what you want. And your plan is to go to a summer league and play and put yourself at risk, all so that you can earn half a million more dollars. But you could sustain a season-long ending injury, which, as a as a uh, uh, amateur ball player, you don't have access to the uh, physical therapy and rehabilitation that pro ball players have. You also won't have someone there to help manage your strength and conditioning, as well as what you're eating to begin with. So you might just end your career, and you're willing to do that over half a million dollars when you're guaranteed to get two million dollars. You're an idiot.
0: It's those frosted tips, bro. It's those in sync frosted tips. Like they are clouding his also.
1: Judgment. Also, <laughs> Kelsey walked in during the scene where he catches the. Uh, oh wait, you didn't subject you fire. didn't
0: sub you didn't subject her to this drek.
1: No, nah, I was merciful. She walked in. <laughs> oh
0: what a what a good fiance. <laughs> she
1: she walked in at the scene where like they're walking up the stairs after he lights the book of matches on fire and he drops it and he doesn't go make sure that he put it out. She's like, how horny do you have to be to not care about accidentally lighting on something on fire?
0: I don't, I, I don't know, man. The, the male, the male penis is fascinating. It can, it can make a man do some pretty horrendous things.
1: <laughs> I didn't say he had to put it out with his penis. I'm just saying. <laughs> I didn't he, say that either. But um, it can make you ignore things
0: like an open flame. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Back to Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. <laughs> um, his character is written so stupidly. Like there's a scene where they're, they're like walking. It's right after they first meet, I think. Or no, they're on their first quote unquote date. And she's like, well, my dad wants me to do this. And she, he goes, "So you don't want to do that." And she's like, "No, I want to do something else." He goes, "So you want to be an architect." How did you come to that conclusion?
0: Oh, yeah, like, right. I noticed like, I didn't notice I that was, on my I first was, viewing. On this on my second viewing of this, I I noticed that and I was just like, "Uh, that's kind of presumptuous. Can you read her?" Like,
1: <laughs> yeah. Also, also I love when she's like, "You have you have uh pretty eyes." I'm like, "That's a thing a guy normally says to a girl." Oh, dude that was like that didn't
0: creep me out that just made me roll my eyes because she uh prefaced that with did
1: you roll your pretty eyes
0: dude she i mean I don't know oh if dude he,
1: screw you laugh at that
0: it, well, if you like my pretty eyes i <laughs> I don't know they're just blue <laughs>
1: <laughs> look look with your special eyes my brand
0: dude when she was if she prefaced that with the number one thing that an architecture needs to have is good eyes you have good eyes i was like oh go oh uh, i just about threw up on the side of my bed i just was like oh my god movie are you even trying right now
1: so so later in the movie when they go, not skinny dipping but they go swimming in her pool in the backyard. oh yeah it,
0: it wasn't skinny dipping because this movie had to be pg-13
1: <laughs> so why why was she nervous about her dad seeing her swimming in her own pool in the backyard
0: because she was swimming with the lawn boy and she was supposed to go she was supposed to go get married to this one guy before they go out to san francisco and have perfect white bread babies that are going to continue on in their wealth.
1: hear me out though so she's she's not supposed to be with the with the with the lawn boy the lawn boy got out of the pool grabbed his belongings and ran back to his truck when she sticks her head up and she's like, oh, crap, they're going to see me. Oh, no, so she's – <laughs> no,
0: she's, so, she, she had one of the best lines in the movie when she stuck her head out and she was just like, you owe me $5. <laughs> yeah,
1: so so when, when she's like, oh, crap, they're going to see me, she's all alone. She's not with the pool boy. Why is she nervous about her parents seeing her other than being like, why did you go swimming? Oh, I'm just a – I'm just an energetic teenage girl. And I just want to go swimming when it's pouring down rain. What? Like, yeah, it's a weird excuse, but I really don't think they'd pry that much harder.
0: I think she, I think... Given the
1: fact they're terrible parents.
0: Okay, well, since you're making me give this movie the benefit of the doubt, maybe she realized that the fact that he was gone, that she finally put two and two together, that, oh, they must have saw that he was in the pool, so I gotta get out and make sure that I don't get caught with the lawn boy, because I I can't get caught with this, uh, this bottom dweller, this, uh, common folk, like...
1: I, I would have laughed really hard because after that, they run to his truck and they're like, they keep kissing. You think he would call the cops? <laughs> like, they're just like making out and then they like say a sentence. I would have laughed really hard. Like, my note to you was Jesus Christ, lady, either get in the truck and go with him or let him go away. um I would have laughed really hard. Like, as they're talking, a cop shows up and just like opens the other door and like rips him out of the truck. Like, get out of the ground. <laughs> Um What are you doing with you... her?
0: What what? We're both overage. Did I ask you if she was underage? No! Like
1: <laughs> Did you like their relationship?
0: There I I believed her. I, I, I like I said, I believe Jessica Biel in this movie. I think that she is trying so damn hard to make this character way better than she has any right to be given the dialogue that she has or lack thereof. Like it just <laughs> I. it works enough Dan, it you're works talking
1: e- like there's multiple shots of her scantily clad in a bikini next to a pool walking in slow motion while the camera slowly <laughs> pans up her from her from from her feet to her head you're I, acting like that happens a couple times in this movie
0: I get it she's just supposed to be the hot girl that like her parents want her to do this but she wants she has to convince herself that she has the strength to go beyond that and be herself and Hook up with the amateur baseball player because that's what her heart is telling her to. Like, I, she's trying to add so much more to that, and I feel bad that she's in this movie because we, we talked about it two weeks ago. She was in the middle of her seventh heaven run, and, like, that show was constraining in its own right, like, trying to keep her into this bubble of just, like, oh, you're the perfect girl, like... I get that she wanted to like expand and just you're be like. You're the perfect
1: like, girl, and you're super good looking. And she's like, "I'm not the perfect girl, but I am super good looking, and I don't want to be framed as the super or the perfect super good looking girl. I just want to be me."
0: Right? You want me? You want me to be Jacqueline Kennedy, but I want to be Marilyn Monroe. Not to like use a
1: super dated reference, but I mean that's really. Well, I what I don't the- even know if she wanted that. I think she just wanted to be like, "Hey, I am." Like, I'm not just this perfect person, and I'm tired of being portrayed that way. Right, exactly. That's why. That's why I mean by that reference. Like, back in the
0: 60s, there was the whole ad campaign of just like, oh, well, do you want to be the brunette, like Jacqueline? Or do you want to be the blonde, like Marilyn? Like, and she wanted to become Marilyn. Like, she didn't want to be typecasted as this, like, goody-goody Christian girl. And I understand, like, why she would jump on this movie.
1: So she started tattooing pentagrams on her face. Yeah, she
0: um, she got a black wig and she wore like a choker and.
1: <laughs> she started listening to Slayer. Um,
0: <laughs> she started listening to
1: Creed and Tool. <laughs> Dude, Creed Creed is super Christiany.
0: Oh no 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 um um oh uh Good Charlotte that's a <laughs> she start she started obsessing over Good Charlotte.
1: <laughs> so, um, did you in in the movie when? because you pointed it out to me about uh, the scouts the second one oh, yeah, that I told you after after I told you I was like now nah, that's kind of common at games especially in this league
0: oh yeah like, and the in the final game where there was literally like 15 scouts that all had giant speed guns in their arms and it's just like uh oh, that's not subtle at all <laughs> well i
1: i just liked when he's like we had to cu- <laughs> this is how old the movie is <laughs> they cut the the hot shot with the frosted tips and the flame on his glove. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he he gets cut and then their star shortstop get cut because they're found to have started the fire. <laughs> they Ryan started the fire. Um <laughs> I don't know and, any of I don't know any of
0: Saint Elmo's Fire. Do you know that song?
1: I don't know. That's just a reference to uh, The Office. Um, oh, I was gonna go
0: bam bum bam bum bam da da
1: but, um, we didn't start by,
0: yeah. Okay, sorry.
1: <laughs> anyway, they get cut, and I, it's it's 2001. Um, maybe it's set in 2000 because sometimes movies do that where they're just like, oh, yeah, we're a year behind. Well, but yeah, they, yeah, they, I, they, I just they, love, I just love that, like, in 2000 the, and then the two, the two star players get cut from this, and they're expecting a ton of, uh, uh, uh scouts to come to come scout the pitcher in the shortstop or second baseman or whatever he was and <laughs> the, the, the news travels so slow because the internet is so infantile that they just can't find out in time that hey yeah that guy you're coming to see isn't here so don't waste your time
0: oh dude i remember i remember back in the early thousands when um my grandmother i would go to her house often um and i remember when she she got a gateway computer and it was a big deal because she got this big box in the mail that looked like a cow, and I had to ask her. I had to ask her, "Hey, do you care if I go on the computer?" And she was like, "Oh, yeah, that's fine. No one should be calling me." And I remember trying to just load like flash games or like movie trailers. I remember loading movie trailers on QuickTime on her Gateway computer, and they would take and you saw like three days later. Oh yeah, That would take like three times as long as the actual trailer itself. It. And- <laughs> I was just imagining the internet back then. I was just like, "Oh, this kind of takes me back." Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so do, do you want to talk? Because you you mentioned it uh, last week. Do you want to talk about some of the dated humor in this movie? Oh yeah, there's there's one specific, or no, there's two. There's two
0: specific things that date this movie that make me like cringe and get so angry at this that like I'm so Wil- glad we moved on Wilmer, from this now.
1: Wilmore, blah. Wilmer Valderrama still plays Fez through most of the movie. And yeah, they does. have a bunch of fat shaming jokes. I'm not, dude, I didn't watch. Here's the thing. I didn't watch that 70s show, but I did watch uh, Yo Mama because that's what kind of 7th and 8th grader I was. Oh, I, I spent a whole... When I was
0: living in Florida, I want to say it was 2013, when it was on Netflix. Literally every day when all I had to do was just go to an internship uh, like maybe three times a week at the most, usually two times a week, I would wake up every morning and watch like three hours worth of that 70s show, and I got through the whole series in like a month and a half.
1: But I remember seeing in ads, he talked like the way he does in this movie, because I lived I lived through the Wil- Wilmer Valderrama, no, seriously, I'm street and I'm cool stage of his life. Uh, I where don't he remember that. All I,
0: I, all I know him is just, just like, oh, yeah, i'm fez and i talk like this and i <laughs>
1: that's who he is in this movie he's like she, she my house mom she wants she wants to have sex with me and i don't know what to do and she keeps knocking at my door and I just keep pretending to be asleep and i don't know what to do oh by the way do you know who his house mom is no i don't know i didn't look up who the actress was who is it it's the mom from uh, national lampoon's vacation dude are you serious
0: that's her Oh, she plays the Stifler's mom of this movie. Oh, that's so funny. I did not know that.
1: Here, keep keep talking. I'm going to verify that, but yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, for that, since we're going to talk about three more things, um, uh, that honestly was one of the only things I laughed at because I'm just, I don't know, something about that. Like it's kind, it's not really a trope, like the Stifler's mom. I don't think Stifler's mom is necessarily a trope, but. I, I, maybe it's just because of how old we are. I. It just made me laugh that like I'm watching a movie that actually has the Stiflers' mom in it, where like she's always out of frame and you only hear her voice or you see her hand, and she's just like, "Oh, I know you're not sleeping, but it's okay. Just come see me when you want to." Like, <laughs> the fact that she's like an even hornier like Susan Sarandon from Bull Durham. Like I, I don't know. I just thought. So, out of all of, the, so it, of all of the aspects of this movie that were so cringeworthy or just not funny, first I I don't know Fez maybe just because it was Fez too, just like oh I don't want to sleep with a forty year old woman like I I don't know I laughed every time that that came up.
1: So it is her.
0: Ah, that's awesome. That's really and funny.
1: It's Lusty House Mom is the name.
0: <laughs> that's her screen credit.
1: Yeah. Lusty house mom or lusty house mother or whatever,
0: lusty housewife. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> so so far, oh that's we've seen, no it would it would be house mother because he calls the house Well, we've seen overly sexualized versions of 1980s mothers two times this year with this with this movie and then with uh uh. Bull Durham. Uh, no, it's the hockey one we watched. Oh, not shot. Slapshot, yeah, when we saw the mother from a Christmas story with her top yeah. off. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: That's true. I forgot about Slapshot, yeah.
1: Um, so in uh in this movie, the one thing that I find very strange uh for uh never noticing before is uh Ryan Dennehy is in this movie. okay
0: who's ryan dennehy very briefly who is he
1: so ryan dennehy in the movie is the coach all right oh right 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 yeah yeah he's the coach but you might remember him from such films as tommy boy and rambo first blood he plays the cop in rambo first blood that is 100 percent responsible for rambo destroying that town and Uh, uh, the dad and rambo
0: first blood that's the wait that's the very first one
1: no, it's the third one.
0: Oh, okay. I've definitely not. No, seen No, it that is one. the
1: first one because it says first. Um, okay, well,
0: Secret Shame. I've not seen any of the Rambo films other than the. What? Um, we talked about this. But, I've only I've only seen the terrible yeah, fifth one that we both watched for the show.
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to shame you. Um, <laughs> but anyway, back to the dated humor. Um, Ryan Dennehy's in this movie, and speaking of 90s humor. There are a lot of fat shaming jokes in this movie.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah there is. I <laughs> Yeah there is. That's something I had a massive problem with. Like, I Okay, I get it. This was okay. Like, I it you could kind of equate this to the same thing as, like, when they dropped the uh the FAG word in the hangover casually, like
1: this... Well the thing that the thing that kind of not weirded me out, but surprised me was with how, like, dated the humor is and the fact of how, like, harsh they are with fat-shaming humor. I'm kind of surprised they never dropped the R word, especially, you know, or being ga- in the upper northwest.
0: Or gay. Or, or, <laughs> or northeast. Or gay. Or, again, the F-A-G word. Like, the fact that, like, it's not the fact uh,
1: that- Did they do that with with uh, Wilder of Wait, with what? With Wilmer Valderrama, did they did they make fun of him saying that he was gay for not wanting to have sex with his hot house mother, or did they just like call him a uh, a virgin? No,
0: they just called him a virgin. They never they never okay. said the f word. Um, but no, the fact that like the thing that I have with the the fat shaming in this movie, like it's okay. Yes, to be fair, at the end, the guy stands up on the bar table and it's just like you know what I love a big boned big body woman and they love me like and they all cheer and it's just like whoa you go get it on with that big girl and it's just like dude you don't after
1: having spent the entire runtime making fun of heavy women like there's a joke where they're like what did the one fat woman say to the other fat woman who cares they're fat like that's a literal joke in the movie
0: exactly you did not earn this like there was no way that you can try to 180 and sincerely just like try to make me care like yes we get i I get one of the
1: other things too it's yes the character the character
0: is okay the character is okay the character has his thing and whatever your thing love who you love whatever like the character isn't the problem the whole tone of the movie is just like it's trying to have its cake and eat it too and it's just like no you can't blatantly make these jokes for the sake of a laugh and then try to make yourself seem all self-righteous By having that character finally stand up and have a pair of balls and just be like, you know what? I love big women. It's just, dude, seriously, that is so tone deaf. Like, this movie is just so wrongheaded in the way that, like, it wants to have its humor and then also make you try to learn a lesson. Like, no, dude, screw that. That is so, ugh. That was so cringeworthy.
1: My only point on this is the woman that they're making fun of him for being interested in isn't even that fat. Like, she's like, OK, she's not a nail like skinny as a nail, but she's not really that
0: overweight. Yeah, I, well, I mean, like se- she's
1: kind of curvy, but I mean, if we want to be completely they, pieced, the way I- they make fun of him, the way they make fun of him, you think it's someone that is so overweight that they have a hard time getting out of bed. Yeah, like someone like, that someone that looks like require, someone, that, someone that
0: looks like Mama June or something.
1: Well, they make fun of the person like they need assistance getting out of the bed. They're so overweight, right? Right, and right, sure right, right. and they show her, and it's right. like, and it's like, nah, she's just not skinny like a rail. Like, what are you getting at?
0: Well, right, no, I mean, like, yes, the, the beauty is in the eye of the beholder, of course. But at the same time, yeah, no, it's exactly like it's just like, okay, like, no, this this person doesn't look like Mama June. Like, but the whole, the, the whole conceit of like making a whole character's arc, like literally that's his arc is that he's on the baseball team and he's got this secret shame that shouldn't even be a secret shame to begin with. Like, oh my God, that made me so ashamed. I was just like, oh my God, this movie actually like, uh, thought this was funny. Like I, I'm not trying to be PC police or anything, but at the same time, it's just like, Oh no, I just personally saw this. I was just like, Oh dear God movie. Why, why did you do this? Like, come on.
1: Yeah. So do you said you had a couple other points that you wanted to hit on? What are the other ones that you wanted to hit on?
0: Well, the only thing that like, I really want to hit on, like since we're already been going for an hour on this, the only other thing that I feel like is really like not super nitpicky to really pick at is, um, Oh, my God, the ending, dude. The ending ends in the epitome, the cherry on top of, like, the ultimate cliche Sunday where he's throwing the no-hitter. He's having the game of his life, and then he notices that Jessica Biel is there, and she kisses her sister, and it's just like, I'm gonna go to San Francisco now, and she walks away, and then uh, a timeout is called, and the guy is just like, I a perfect game lasts for the game. But the perfect girl, she lasts forever. And then the coach is just like, you know what? Dead ass. You go get that girl, dude. And and then he yells at his best friends in the stands, start the car! And then they're just like, oh god, he's talking to us. And then he starts the car and then they go to the airport. This movie literally has the go to the airport ending. Where he pulls up in the car and he's just like, I love him. What? I, I, I love you. I don't want you to go to San Francisco. I don't want to go to San Francisco either. And then the scout pulls up and it's just like, the closer completed the no hitter, which by the way, you pointed out, that's not how a no hitter works. He had to actually throw the rest of the game, but well, there's, there's, there's something
1: like a joint no hitter. But it's not really appreciated. Like, it's like, I mean, but that's, neat, what the, but.
0: but that's the point is that he didn't throw the entire game. And literally the hardest I laughed in this movie was when the guy pulled up and he was just like, you did it. You threw a no hitter. And then he looks at Jessica Biel and he's just like, I did it. I had the game of my life. And her immediate response to him is, let's be together. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that. I was just like, okay, that's all you need It's just like he proved himself to throw one no hitter and it's just like all right i'm ready to lock it down just i'm gonna spend the rest of my life with you you threw one no hitter let's be together it's like <laughs> it's like come on movie and then rob <laughs> mckinley and then rob mckinley to rob mckinley to add on top of that was just like well i'm gonna offer you a letter
1: not to, to the major, like,
0: not to the majors, but to another minor league team that's going to pay you fifty thousand dollars and not a million dollars. And then the Okay, guy, so so
1: <laughs> some some a big thing that I I don't think you understand. There's a very big difference between this league and an actual minor league team.
0: Okay, I just okay I minor
1: league minor league teams are technically professional in the fact you are paid for playing baseball. You're paid pretty poorly. You are paid. And they are affiliated with a major league team.
0: Well, okay. This one is not. Is that the big difference between what the Cape Cod League is and then what the Philly whatever associated team was? Yes. Okay.
1: The Batavia Muckdogs, which, by the way, fun fun fact, I sent you a picture. Um, My brother-in-law's brother uh, used to play for them, and I have a signed card of his from when he was with the Muckdogs. I sent you a picture of it when I watched the movie
0: oh dude i i have to look that back up that's actually i forgot you sent me that that's pretty cool
1: mm-hmm. dude. so that was pretty neat um like that was the one point in the movie where like i was actually like excited i was like oh
0: hey i got i, I
1: know that um okay
0: did that personal connection but, actually like alleviate everything else that is so stupid about this ending
1: no um
0: <laughs> okay i just i just want to point out again the hardest I've probably laughed in the history of the show was when he said, I threw the game of my life. Let's be together. I was like, okay, that's all you need. What, like,
1: <laughs> what about, and then he's like, we'll give you $50,000 for signing bonus, and his dad's like, 75.
0: Oh, yeah. This, his, dad, his dad should stop being a lawnscaper. He should be an agent, and that's how he ends up after La- this movie.
1: It's landscaper. But You also gave whatever, the movie a hard right? time for the exact last shot of the movie when he's Pitching to Ken Griffey Jr. in his major league debut, throws a fastball and gets taken yard.
0: Oh my god! i and then they're so like, hard. some
1: things will never change. Our Freddie Prince Jr. relies too much on his fastball, and then it burns him.
0: Dude, I didn't. I t- okay. Full disclosure: when I first watched the movie, once the jet started to pull away and was just like, <clears throat> "I'm out of here," like that's when I stopped the movie. And I was like, I don't care what happens in the credits. It's going to fade to black, and that's it. Like, they kiss happily ever after, whatever. But this viewing, I kept watching, and this is the first time I saw that he actually made the majors. Yay, he made the majors. And then, like you said, what does he do? Oh, he threw a terrible pitch to to this legendary baseball player. To, and, he threw uh, a
1: terrible pitch to this generation's greatest hitter.
0: Yeah, and just... Oh well, what are you gonna do? And it just ends like that. Like what? You didn't have the decency to end this movie with him striking out one of the greatest hitters of all time. Are you serious? Like, no, he's just. <laughs> oh well, what are you gonna do? I'm still a a so-so Jekyll and Hyde pitcher. Like,
1: what? Uh, what worries me is they don't show Jessica Biel in the stands cheering him on. So maybe they broke up for the like third or fourth time. There, that they, dude.
0: Oh yeah, and, and without a bra the by them, problem. And without with a problem because anyway, she does not wear one through half this movie.
1: Yeah, but the, the main problem <laughs> with their relationship in this movie is like her parents are pretty bad, but also Freddie Pence Jr. is just like offended by everything that comes out of everyone's mouth except for hers and blames her.
0: Well, because he can't like, sleep with every he can't sleep with anybody besides her.
1: <laughs> so but yeah, uh other than other than uh my brother-in-law's brother played for the team he gets signed to at the end. Um this movie is absolutely terrible. Deserves its 8% and is absolutely 100% without a doubt a raisin cookie.
0: Oh dude, this movie's dog crap. I hate this movie.
1: This was so bad. It's It's not as bad as Eurovision. It's pretty terrible.
0: Oh no, I would I texted you this. I would rather watch this with you again than some other movies we've seen from the show, even last year. But, oh, man. This this movie is really, 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 really terrible. I This is definitely the worst movie we've seen for Sports Month! Sports Month! Oh, but, man, it's... Ooh,
1: hey. Nicolas Cage.
0: Uh, Nicolas Cage has to replace Rob McKinley uh, from Scrubs as the scout. Just because... The one line I texted you when he's just like hey, he threw a 92 and he did this and he did this and and he's a lefty I just want Nick Nicolas Cage to Cage. say that line.
1: Nicholas Cage has to replace the kid with the frosted tips and he has to have the frosted tips.
0: Yeah they signed me for 2 million dollars but I could get them for 2.5 <laughs> <laughs> Dude, those frosted tips, though. If anything is more dated in this movie, other than the the horrible, uh, the horrible sense of humor, it's those frosted tips.
1: Yeah, that's pretty terrible.
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't recognize you without the banana hammock and your ass hanging out of that thong.
1: <laughs> Can I tell Dad about the skirt?
0: <laughs> okay, that's the last thing I want to say. Is that, uh, uh, Freddy's brother. Definitely was the only guy that that had a consistent Boston accent throughout the movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the one and one last thing I'll say about this movie: unlike Eurovision, I didn't sit there in complete silence during this movie. Right? Oh, d- uh, did you? Did you
0: remember that? Literally a year or or no, two years after this movie, I think it was two years. Uh, within two years of this movie coming out. Freddie Prince Jr played Fred and Matthew yeah. Lillard played Shaggy in the first ever live adaptation of Scooby-Doo.
1: I want to know if like if they found like how they found out and how they reacted to that news. That would have been pretty interesting.
0: I want to meet the one producer or the one guy, who's the one producer, writer, whoever, or even the director or casting director whoever. I want to meet the one person that actually like, thought of this. Like, did they see Summer Catch and just think that they had the right chemistry and Matthew looked like Shaggy and, uh, Freddy looked like Fred? Like, I I want to meet the one person that actually thought that was a great idea to, like, cast him in that movie. Like, I'm not trying to, like, throw shade or do a review of Scooby-Doo, but, like, I just thought that was hilarious that literally the next film that they both had after this movie was Scooby-Doo.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I'm I'm just interested to know, like, How they reacted to like, oh my god, we're gonna be together.
0: I would love if they saw each other on set and like didn't know that they were both gonna be in the movie. Like, if somehow like they both weren't at the table read for the script and they just both showed up on set, like, oh hey, you're Fred, and then Fred's like, oh hey, you were with me in Summer Catch, and then they like had a hug and was just like, oh,
1: isn't that weird? Wait, is Brittany Murphy here? (laughs)
0: Yeah, is pretty, is pretty Murphy here to give me some beer from between her thighs?
1: What if that scene where it was raining, they like pivot up and there's like a giant version of Brittany Murphy just pouring a water bottle between her legs, and she's like, "This is how rain happens in this universe."
0: (laughs) How funny would that be if she was singing the song like, if she was singing a song like while she was doing that? Um, oh, I forgot what the band's name was, but um, the "Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls," and she's just like shaking back and forth. TLC put some respect on their name. Oh, man. Oh, dude, I got nothing else to say about this stupid movie. I I hate Summer Catch. So thank you for making me watch this twice. But (laughs) You're welcome. Okay, so with that, we're going to take a very brief break and let you know what we got coming on next week. We'll be right back. All right, guys, so that is our thoughts on Summer Catch. That's all we got for you on this episode. Be sure to stay tuned next week when we will be releasing individual episodes on our thoughts on Top Gun with a special guest that will be joining us for that review. And Nick, what is your time machine pick that we will be reviewing next week in addition to that?
1: So, you know, it's my pick when you hear me playing guitar. And when you hear that, just know that we're going to flip a boat upside down and try and live for a while. We're going to watch 2006's Poseidon.
0: That is what we got coming at you next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. And thank you, Nick, for the bumper music to close out this episode. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening.
1: We are always here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Also, make sure you check us out on Facebook, Briny Points Guide to Cinema. Instagram brownie underscore points underscore guide and Twitter at brownie underscore cinema as well as sending us emails to our Gmail account brownie points guide to cinema at gmail.com. Make sure you send us brownie points ideas whether they are lists topics uh, movies you want to make sure we review trailers you want to make sure we talk about things like that.
0: Yep. You guys know what to do. Do it up.
1: Reach out to us. We'll catch you all next week. So do you think. That if they redid anything in this movie, that they would spend a majority of the time referencing Family Guy, seeing how much it's taken off and how much it talks about uh, the New England area since this movie came out.
0: <laughs> I had a terrible game. I haven't had this terrible of a game since I met Bruce Jenner. Or like,
1: <laughs> and he gets hit by a car. <laughs>
0: I, I'm stopping recording.
1: The scene, the scene where he's reading, the scene where he's reading the paper t- uh, and like talking to Jessica Biel about the fire. Like I'm not even kidding you. I was just waiting for him to like have the newspaper up in front of him, and he'd be like, ha, 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 ha. you were out to fire. You like, destroyed the
0: family name." Like <laughs> he's so shocked that his
1: monocle falls, and instead of smashing on the ground, it's caught on that like pocket, like whatever the uh, chain is tucked into in his pocket, and it just swings back and forth. He's like, I almost got my monocle.
0: Uh could you guys park in the service lot instead of the main lot? Uh sorry guys, I just don't want you defacing the face what? value of our property. <laughs>